Hey, what's going on? How are you? It's Bill Burr. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on How's it going? How, how is it going? I always do. I really give a shit. I'm actually asking this week. How's, how's it going in your corporate fucking neck of the woods? Huh? How are they treating you? Well, you should you should be happy you even have a job. When is it going to happen, people? When are we going to look past the ties? Just peer right through them. You remember you know, when Homer Simpson just backs into the shrubs? Just stick your fucking face through the ties and get to the corporate cunts on the other side. It's not a lot of them. It's a handful of them. It's all it is. <laughs> A lot of them don't even know how to fight. Just fucking nerds. That's one thing I'm really sick of. I am so fucking sick of Hollywood making nerds out to be these harmless people. Nerds! If you really look at the world, are the ones that are ruining everything. All right? Go back and watch Revenge of the Nerds next time. Next time you realize you should have been rooting for fucking Ogre. All right? Those fucking cunts with their glasses walking around, not getting any pussy or whatever. No one talks to them at the party. What happens? They get fucking angry. Then they start an app. And then they try to put everyone out of business. Because nobody loved them. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Coughing like fucking Keith Richards over here. Um, it's unreal. Like I don't even fucking barely smoke anymore. It's the leftovers from all those years of doing. Maybe I don't know what it is, but uh, I've been doing good. Oh man, I I I fucking, you know, I was like I'm not going to smoke again until fucking June. And this week, woo, it was hard. It was fucking hard. I just kept going to the gym, trying to work up a sweat, like trying to sweat the fucking. The craving out of me. It's worked. I'm hanging in there. But every once in a while, every once in a while, when my life gets a little hard, I just want to fucking go out to the back porch, but I haven't been doing it. I just can't. I can't smoke in front of my kids. I just can't do it anymore. Can't do it. I said in Thanksgiving, I wasn't going to do it, and I haven't done it since then. And uh, I've had about fucking, I don't know, seven or eight cigars since Thanksgiving. That's still too much, but that's fucking great for me because I would have had like 60. (laughs) I would have had like one a fucking day. So anyway, um, yeah, I've been hitting the gym and doing all of that shit. I'm not fucking, I don't build, I'm Billy No Gut now. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. I'm still Petey Pooch. I still got a baby bump here, but uh, doing all right. I'm fucking, you know, trying to put the muscle back on to burn off that fat down there. And uh, it's been going good. Been fucking stretching and all of that. I always wanted to be able to do like a back bend. Like I could never do that. Like I would come up like as high as like a, a fucking coffee table and just collapse. Um, there's something like I'd say 90% of people and 100% of men, well, except for the gymnasts, never stretch is a fucking back bend. I've never, like, until I decided I was going to try to, I don't think I've ever done one of those in my life. My entire, like, fucking torso was just glued together. 
It was, you know what it was like? Is if you left like, I don't know what, something like sitting in that back shelf of a four-door sedan, you know, that little shelf in the back little windshield just sitting in the sun. That was my torso, just baking, getting all fucking freckled. So I've been trying to do that. I'm actually all right. I can get about three quarters of the way up. Um, I was with my kids today and they had this fucking insane birthday party that they went to. It was like a trampoline and shit, right? My dumbass is getting on it. Then they have like a fucking zip line. So I'm like, all right, let me get on that thing. Okay, nope. I thought he went from one side to the other. They had a mat underneath it. I didn't know it had like a stop. So I'm hanging on the whole way. Now I'm looking at the other side going, where the fuck do you put your feet, right? They didn't even say anything. And I hit that stop thing. I slammed into it and I held on to it with my fucking shoulders. And I, and I went, oh my God, did I just fuck him up again? They're talking to me a little bit, but I think I'm all right. I think I'm on the other side of it. I, I, this would be basically classified as an incident by uh, the late, great Diana Linden. Well, get my, my, my rotator cuffs back where they needed to be. Um, and then I, I, I finally had to just, when she passed away, I finally just had to do the Kobe shit. Um, fucking do the platelets, whatever. Where the fuck do these moths always get in here? It's unbelievable. Where the fuck do they get in here? And then they're just miserable. And there's nothing for them to eat. And they fly around... You try to catch them to free them, but then that white shit comes off their wings. It's like literally nothing. You, it's like nothing you can do for them. Um, so anyway, yeah. All the other parents were like, ooh, when I fucking slammed into that thing. I'm just like, why did I do that? Like I, already, like, I already know a buddy of mine was telling me how he went to something and some dad tried to do some shit and just fucking blew out his Achilles. That's the big thing as a guy. That's like the number one thing. Like, um, like if women blew out their Achilles as much as men do, there would be a lot of women on TV going, where are the men? Where are the men to support these women with their fucked up Achilles? But we're guys, so nobody gives a shit, right? That's basically, that's something that I, I have really, um, I really, I've really come to accept. Uh, it's just, if you're like, the level that people just don't give a shit. Um, that's a funny thing. When I went and I saw that movie Barbie, it's just that they're, they're fucking uh, Candyland idea of the patriarchy. I just love how it is like this, this view that like every guy is just fucking dreams. Of, nobody's getting stepped on as a guy. Nobody's fucking getting underpaid. Nobody's having their ideas stolen or the credit. Oh, no, you just walk in there. Look at me, I got a dick and balls. Hey, what do you want your office? Is that a nice enough view for you, Mr. Burr? That old fucking stupid shit. <clears throat> and meanwhile, most of us are getting our ass kicked by it, by whatever this fucking system is that's completely out of control and is not even remotely being monitored by any politician. Occasionally a politician comes by that questions it and then are immediately branded a socialist or a communist and their fucking career goes down the tubes. Um, yeah, meanwhile, most of us are getting our ass kicked by this, whatever this fucking system is. And then you come home, you know, and, and the ass kicking continues. It's just, it's just kind of what it is. <laughs> 
Where are the men? Uh, browbeat? I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about here. Oh, I am in a mood, people. I am in a fucking mood. But anyway, I had a great day today. I had a, uh, you wouldn't know it, but I, I did have a great day. Um, oh my God, I went to put this fucking car seat in, right? My, my, my daughter's not in a car seat anymore. She has like one of those little fucking booster seats they're supposed to be in, right? So I'm like, all right. So we buy this fucking thing and I'm looking at the, the instructions and it's showing you how to like hook it in so it won't slide out from underneath your kid if you get, God forbid, you get into an accident. So all they do is they have a picture of a knot that's already tied with an arrow. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, thanks. <laughs> so I didn't have my glasses. So I got my kid's magnifying glass and I'm just looking at this fucking picture and I'm going, what in the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Right? So, you know me, I'm, I should have just tapped out. I didn't. I'm out there. I got the fucking door open. I got the seat and I'm trying to figure this shit out. And I clip it on fine. I'm like, oh, my God, this is easy. And then I'm trying to do like the nut, but I just can't get the seat close enough to the to the where it's latched onto to tie a knot. My hands are in the fucking way. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to pull it through. And I start trying to pull it through. I did get frustrated. And then the thing just bends and breaks. So I go inside and I'm like, the thing broke, right? So Nia's giving me a fucking look and I'm like, all right. Part of it is that it's a fucking piece of shit. And the other half is that I'm German-Irish. And she goes, yeah, that's what it is. So I laugh. So today I go down and I get a fucking, what do you call those things? Like the C-clamp things? Not the things that you hold like a piece of wood on, like a vice thing. Like those things uh, shaped like a C and you, you can, you spin it one way and it unlocks. You spin it the other way and it locks. That's what I did. Because the, the, the clamp that they had was plastic and it ended up bending. So... I just put one of those in there. I cut off the plastic thing and I just fucking tied the straps on it and it's even better than it, than it was. So I think I'm all right. You know, I don't fucking know. <clears throat> what I do know is I know I just fucked myself if I ever have a lawsuit. He clearly admitted. <clears throat> so anyway, that was kind of my day today. And uh, I'm very happy that I survived that zipline thing because I did not see that coming and, you know, I'm all Billy Grip strength. So when it happened, I, I, I held on, which was I should have let go because the mat was still there. Um, I just don't know why the person running the zip line didn't say, hey, by the way, you, you want to let go. I kept seeing the kids letting go, but I thought it's because they were weak. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. How many times in the first 11 minutes have you guys been listening to this going, this guy's a fucking idiot? Um, I have no argument. I would go with that. And I'll tell you what this fucking idiot's doing this weekend. He is going to Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, British Columbia, and then Salt Lake City, Utah with my, with my shit as I get ready to... Uh, you know, record myself at some point, someplace. I don't even know where the hell I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it some point this year. So I'm gradually putting it together. I had a great time last week. This is the second run of uh, my tour. And uh, Portland's a fun city. You know, I kind of like it. You know, I like it <coughs> during like basketball season and shit. The Portland Trailblazers. I like the Trailblazers. 
you know, winning that championship during that really weird time in the NBA where half the people, I can't say half, a lot of the league was on fucking coke and nobody knew how bad it was for you. And just imagine that, you know, you got to play 82 games, you're getting late in your career and you take this shit, it makes you feel like fucking Superman. It was crazy. And fucking Bill Walton's feet were all right. You had the headband. What was it? It was like 77 was the Trailblazers, 78 was the Washington Bullets. And 79 was the Seattle Supersonics, 80 was the Lakers, 81 was the Celtics, 82 was the Lakers, 83 was the 76ers, 84 was the Celtics, 85 was the Lakers, 86 was the Celtics, 87 was the Lakers, 88 was the Lakers, 89, 90 was Detroit, am I nuts? 91, 92, 93 is the Bulls, 94, 95 is Houston, 96, 97, 98 is the Bulls, 99 is the Spurs. 2000, 2001, 2002, I think is the Lakers. And then 2003 was the Pistons. 2004, I want to say, was the Heat. And then I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened after that. I have no idea. Anyway, that's not bad, right? Summer school kid. Why do I know that shit? It's fucking stupid. 76 was the Celtics, 75 was the Golden State Warriors, 74 was the Celtics, 73 was the Knicks, 72 was the Lakers, 71 was the Bucks, 70 was the Knicks. Why do I know that? <clears throat> I can't put a fucking child seat in, but I know that. I will tell you one thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to lay off my fucking phone. Um, it's kind of funny after these first fucking few minutes of this podcast. Like, I can feel myself getting dumber. And I thought it was just part of getting older and your brain slowing down. And I don't think that anymore because, you know, I love my wife to death. And I'm sitting next to her, laying down next to her in the bed the other night. And my brain, part of my brain is going, get off your phone. Get off your phone. Get off your phone. Get off. And for fucking half hour, I just sat there just scrolling on Instagram. Like, and I've been hearing these stories about teachers talking about how back in the day, you know, there'd be a couple kids that had an ADD and now it's like half the fucking class. And I'm thinking like, I already had that shit. Well, I didn't, I don't know that I had that, did I? I couldn't focus, but I wasn't bouncing off the fucking walls. I wasn't one of those kids. You know, sending to that classroom down by the boiler room. I wasn't one of those kids. But uh, I definitely was not listening. I can tell you that. I was looking out the window and my fucking brain was going. By the way, did you guys ever read that book that Stephen Wright wrote? Harold? Two best books I read this year. We're both by comedians, Stephen Wright's and, uh, oh, this past year, Stephen Wright and uh, Reggie Watts. I got to get back into that, back into reading those goddamn books, because this fucking Instagram shit, scrolling, 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 is turning my brain into mush. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh Yes, I am going to these three beautiful cities. 
it looks like I'm not going to have time. I was going to try to hit up this. There's a helicopter place up in Vancouver. And uh, I was thinking about hitting them up because they fly the, the same thing that I fly, the Cabri G2. And I wanted to uh, take one up and make it. Because first time, I last time I went up there, not last time, but the one and only time I went up there and I took a lesson. I, I flew one of them up there and I was flying it like a fucking porpoise. Like just the rotor turning the opposite way. I just ugh, was awful. It was embarrassing. Now I wanted to go up there and uh, fly like a goddamn champ. I was going to fly today, but uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys know this, and I don't even know if, if the president knows this, but he was in town today <laughs> the last two days. I'll tell you what's amazing to look at on a fucking chart is a presidential TFR, temporary flight restriction. Jesus Christ. They give that guy like 30 fucking mile radius. It just eats up the whole L.A. basin from like LAX out to the ocean all the way out to like fucking El Monte. All the whole valley all the way down south to like fucking Orange County. Then there's always like an Air Force base, too, that has one. Which I would think they'd have it all the time, but like I, I don't know what it's what that is about. But I always feel like they land Air Force One at a close Air Force base, and then they helicopter him. I don't know out to Malibu so he can ask for money or whatever. I don't know. It was weird. He was like in town. It's like, what is he doing? It'd be funny if he came out here just to like watch a movie with some big director, you know. That's what I do if I was president. Yeah, I can like, uh, I can go to the Super Bowl for nothing, right? Yeah, let's, uh, let's fucking gas up the plane. I could do some diplomacy in Vegas. <laughs> There's got to be something that every president did just because they were president, just because they could do it. There's got to be. I always thought like the biggest thing coming down from being president that must have been the most difficult fucking thing was having to sit in traffic again. Do you realize when you're president for four to eight years, you do not sit in traffic. You do not wait in line. If you want fucking in and out Burger, everybody's got to get the fuck out of the way. The president's coming. He wants a burger. Get the fuck out of here. You up against the wall. We're going to frisk you. <laughs> Make sure you don't put any shit in his burger. Oh, my God. I would be the biggest asshole ever if I was, a f if I was president. I would just be going to games. Fucking where, where else? All these restaurants you can't get a reservation at just showing up. Yeah, I'm in construction, right? Do the whole fucking go. I would just be doing that. If I got elected president, I would just fucking be like, you know what? I could do this job and not have any fun. <clears throat> or I could just totally take advantage of this and just accept I'm going to be a one term president. And they're just like, the president was at another March Madness game tonight. Nah, 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 hey, got my fucking shirt off, tie around my head. Is he fit to be president? Right? And then when you're right at your fourth Super Bowl and you're supposed to announce that you're going to reelect, 
you go LBJ on him. I will not seek, nor will I accept the nomination of my party. I'm out of here. I had a great time. I had a limousine. I had a fucking helicopter. I had my own jumbo jet. <clears throat> fucking flying to North Korea to talk to that, that guy. You know, just watching the song remains the same. <laughs> People trying to brief you. Mr. President, this is important. Now watch this, watch this part. This is the point where John Bonham messes up and he looks at John Paul Jones. I used to know their music well enough that I knew what the problem was here, but I, I forget. Do you guys remember? Can, can we get somebody? Is there somebody from that heavy metal parking lot documentary that we could get on the phone? Sir, you're meeting with the head of North Korea. We're trying. Okay. All right. All right. Just can you give me the cliff notes? Moby Dick's coming up. <clears throat> um, anyway, I think I should do my reads here for the week, for, the, for this weekend here or for this edition. Oh, look who it is. <clears throat> it's liquid death, everyone. You know, you might be wondering, what exactly is liquid death? Well, it may look like a beer or some crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid death is actually a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low sugar soda, and low sugar iced teas too. Okay, but why... Would a healthy beverage ever be called liquid death? Because liquid death will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable cans are helping to bring death to single-use plastic bottles. This is why I invested in this company, by the way. Full disclosure. Because um, even if they end up in the ocean, they're going to fucking at least biodegrade. Uh, liquid death also donates a portion of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. We need more companies like this. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death Mountain Water, flavored sparkling and iced tea eight packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case of your at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com slash bird. I mean, by the way, it also tastes way better than, than like water in a plastic bottle. And if you don't believe me, just, just let's just talk alcohol. Okay, what do you like? You like beer? You like hard stuff? Do you want to drink it out of a glass bottle? You know, or do you want to drink it out of a plastic bottle? What would you do if they actually gave you some bourbon in a plastic bottle? I'd say you'd smash it over the person's head, but it wouldn't break, right? Um, anyway, uh, go to liquiddeath.com slash bird to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com slash burr, liquiddeath.com slash burr. All right. So anyway, so um, here's my big challenge. I'm fucking three days on the road. I got to lay off that hotel candy. That's my thing. When I go to bed and I'm sitting there going, all right, wired from the show. What am I going to do? I don't smoke anymore. Really? little bit, but I'm not doing that shit. I'm not going to drink a coffee. I want to go to sleep. I don't booze. I don't do fucking drugs. I'm just sitting here. It's the fucking hardest thing ever to just be fucking, 
You know, there's a lot of people out there that say they're straight edge. They're still eating cookies. <laughs> this is the ultimate alone with your thoughts, <clears throat> dealing with your demons. The fuck is this <clears throat> frog in my throat? Maybe it's all coming out of me because I'm fucking cutting down. I don't know what. Anyway, the ultimate dude, straight edge. You're just like late at night, stone fucking sober, not even any sugar in you. No TV on, nothing. Just sitting there with the sound of the room. Could you do it? I don't know that I could do that. I have to do like something. Can't be on your phone. Yeah, there's a lot of people, oh, I'm straight edge. It's like, no, you're, you're fucking addicted to salt and sugar and you're fucking scrolling on your phone all the time. You're not straight edge, all right? You're out of your fucking mind. You're sober when you're doing it, but you're out of your fucking mind. I'm just talking about myself, right? Why am I yelling at straight edge people? Because I'm mad at myself that I can't lay off fucking chocolate, almond, fucking peanuts and just scrolling watching people fucking refurbish skillets. I don't know what it is about watching that shit. Or there's this guy that just goes around and knocks on people's doors that have like bad yards and walkways. And he'll just knock on their doors and be like, hey, you want, I, I'll do it for free. And they're like, really? All right, cool. And just watching him unearth a fucking sidewalk or a path or a driveway. I watch people like fucking, I watch this guy like people bring in cars that were sitting in a garage or out behind somebody's house <clears throat> and he just details them. It just makes them look brand fucking new. I don't know how he does it. He has like soap and whatever in his scrub brush inside the car. I'm like, isn't that going to just, how do you dry it off? Like, I don't even know what he does, but in the end, it's just like, this is, this is unbelievable. Look how good that looks. That car is a fucking hunk of shit that sat in somebody's yard and you would never know it. And now somebody's going to come down there and think that it was taken care of. It wasn't taken care of. It basically got like plastic surgery. That's not what the fuck that car looks like. <clears throat> but somehow this guy does it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. That's the shit that I do. I, I, I look at that stuff and... Uh, and I eat chocolate-covered almonds. And I just think to myself, what has become of my life? <laughs> um, I'm just kidding, man. I'm not really. If I'm in a town, like, you know, there's nothing to do, that, that's what happens. But, like, fortunately... Uh, what is Portland? Portland's sort of the home of, like, the fucking food truck, right? And a bunch of insufferable liberal white people who think they're good people just because they have a black friend or a gay friend or, you know, they respect pronouns. <laughs> How funny is it if you did all of that and you just thought just because you did that, that made you a good person? 
Well, that that guy over there wants to be called, you know, her, she, she, her, right? It's like, and I do it. <laughs> That's all you do. You're just basically agreeable. Um, and continue to live your fucking life. I mean, it's in a way, it makes you not an asshole, but like, I don't know. You start to wonder. It's like, who do you do that for? Are you actually doing that for the other person? Or are you doing it so you can fucking bring it up on your page? You guys had the most amazing experience down at the Cheese Doodle food truck, which, you know, if you're not following it, oh, my God, you have to. Um, I'm over these fucking food trucks. You know what I mean? I'm over these fucking things. I think, like, this, this is, like... A first world country. These people should have fucking restaurants. If these corporate cunts weren't taking up so much money. People are driving around in vans. Giving you food. The only person who did that when I was a kid was the fucking ice cream man. And like pedophiles. And now like you can fucking buy anything right off a truck. I saw this fucking guy. He's driving around LA. He's selling like those, those donuts they make in New Orleans. Beignets, whatever the fuck you call them. I'm like, how's he doing all of that in the truck? Don't you need a giant oven? How the fuck do you make a donut in a truck? Blows my mind. Listen, I'm not shitting on the, these people trying to get their, their shit going. I love those food trucks. But I mean, like to see them now that there's like, there's a traffic jam of them. It's kind of weird. I feel like young people will walk up to a food truck, but they won't go into like uh, a restaurant. Am I nuts? Oh my God, that's like so last century. Um, <clears throat> I'm waiting for some hipster to bring back a fucking chuck wagon and like serve beans out of a refurbished skillet. And, and you know, and then the hipsters with their prospector fucking mustaches eat the beans with a knife. You know, they sit around a campfire and they have like, you know, reissued original Levi jeans where they had that one of those little fucking, uh, you know, those little, those little snap things that they have on them, rivets, the ultimate place. They actually yeah, used to have one right in the crotch, right, right where your fucking taint was. But what would happen is these guys would be squatting around the fucking campfire and that thing would heat up. And when they stood up, they'd burn their ball back. I swear to God, would burn their ball back. So they actually wrote Levi when he was still alive. It's like, hey, Levi, this is Ulysses. You know, me and Ebenezer were squatting around this fire after massacring some Native Americans and uh, our fucking, we almost burnt our balls off. Like how much, how can we go out and rape and pillage and continue west if we keep burning our balls with your fucking jeans? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. We'll just do extra stitching there. And now you know the rest of the story. All right. That that wasn't all 100% accurate. All right. That is the podcast. Um, I can I just take time to thank all you guys. As you can hear, I've been off the road too long and I am losing my fucking mind. And I got to be honest with you. I went out last weekend and did stand up out in Palm Springs or whatever the fuck I was. And, And I need you guys to come out to my shows as much as you need to go see a comedian to make you laugh, like, I fucking need you to come out and laugh at the shit that I'm saying. So 
I am less aware of how fucking insane I'm going. Um, that is all. That is all. All right. Enjoy the music that the uh, incredibly talented Andrew Themelis, who put together that live bet MGM Anything Better podcast, fucking crushed that at Brad Garrett's incredible comedy club at the MGM Grand. There's nothing better than going into a comedy club that, that a stand-up comedian helped design. You know, everyone that I've been in has always been fucking amazing. Uh, Joe Rogan's place, The Mothership, Brad Garrett's place, Dave Chappelle's opening a place. I know that's going to be fucking amazing. Um, and then there was one in New York City. That all these comics and then and it was like it was like the Sopranos house, but it was a comedy club. What the fuck was it called? It was right down in the meatpacking district. Comics, I think it was called. C-O-M-I-X. Oh my, it was like the fucking Taj Mahal. You know what I love about this is how you know a comedian designed a comedy club? Is you go from the green room to the stage and you don't have to go through the crowd. I've noticed that it always gives you the option because, you know, back in the day, if you have a good show, you want to go out. Hey, thanks a lot. But if you got into it with some people and it got a little fucking ugly and that type of shit, you know, you got to walk through the crowd. You got to walk the gauntlet. I mean, I remember that was always like it was always incidents, people throwing shit, spitting on you, fucking swinging at you and shit. They, they give you that option. I remember comics like you'd get off stage and if you went to the right, you'd go you'd go out and meet the crowd. And, uh, you know, if you felt they didn't like you and didn't, they'd seen enough of you, you could just go left, go right into the green room <laughs> and wait to get fired. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. So anyway, all right, I'm talking too much here. I got I to gotta hit the sack here. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Andrew Themelis is wonderful music. And then we have a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Also, Paul Anka has a podcast, the great Paul Anka. We used his music in uh, Old Dad's. I did an episode of his show, and I sang along with him, made a fool of myself, and um, I've gotten to know him. He's one of the greatest guys I've ever met in my life. He's just a salt-of-the-earth guy. Just uh, check that out if, if, if you get a chance. I have, I'm putting the link up today on my Instagram page. All right, that's it. I'll, I'll have a great weekend, you cunts, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Friends in the bathtub, making soup for the ambassador. And I am in the hallway Singing to the troubadours And the kings are all lined up Outside the game And the autumn bell is ringing But they'll just have to wait Where is the joker? Have you seen him around With a street cold cap That he wears like a crown? Have you seen his striped stockings And heard his sad tale About the kids under the carpet And the purple humpback wear They show up one by one Brent is tasting all the soup To see if it is done And Wendy's on the windowsill Waiting to be let in And we're all in the bathtub now Making bathtub gin When the kings storm the hallway They've climbed up through the gates They didn't mean to be impolite But they just couldn't wait Here comes 
Sean, it's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, February 22nd, 2016. What's going on? How are you? How's it going? Happy Monday to each and every one of you. I was going to say to every one of you, then I decided to throw an each, so that's why the each sounded weird there. Just to let you know, um, it's another beautiful day out here in Los Angeles. Uh, getting ready to go out to Foxwoods um, this uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, Friday I'll be in New York City, and then uh, say and Sunday I'm going to be at Foxwoods, and um, it's going to be hopefully going to be a good time. I'm going to do a bunch of stand up this week, so I'm not rusty. Oh, freckles can't be walking in there, rusty. And um, definitely looking forward to getting back there. Although I heard it's fucking freezing, um, but whatever, you know. I can visit winter. I'm a big fucking Southern California softy now. <laughs> I get there. My teeth chattering when it gets in the 40s. It's actually not true. And that shit too where they go, oh, your blood thins out. You know, your blood thins out. Then you go back, you can't handle the cold. It's like, no, that's not what happens. You, you're, you have access to information in a beautiful life that you could be living still within the parameters of this great country. You know, all you people back there shoveling that wet snow, I'm just letting you, you don't have to do it. You know, I took my dog out this morning. You know what I had on? I had on a windbreaker. (laughs) Just walking down the street. I could sit on my back porch in the sun right now. Okay. And burn another couple of cancer cars and freckles into the top of my head while I had a little bit of cornflakes. You know, sitting out there like that douche in the old Great Nut commercials. There's always some guy, right? He'd come out. It was like he was a man's man, but a pretty boy. You know, like Tom Brady, except he couldn't throw a football. That guy, right? And he'd come out with the the impossible, impossibly white robe. <laughs> Brand new white robe. They even fucking bleached it, right? The whitest shit ever. And, he, you know, he's got a little fucking bowl of Great Nuts. Always had some fruit in there because he had that kind of time. This guy was so successful. He had the time to cut up fruit into his fucking grape nuts. And he'd go out on his back porch and just chill. I remember as a, as a little boy, as a little orange-headed fucking freckled pussy, I remember watching that just going like, that guy's, that guy's living a life. Look at him. Look, look how white that robe is. He's got fruit in his fucking grape nuts. This guy's crushing it. Who's he fucking? Come on, I want to I see the rest of his life. Let me see his lady. <laughs> and that was the genius of that commercial. They never showed his bra. I don't think they did. Maybe she came out afterwards. You know, I don't think so. But that's the genius of it. It left you wanting more. And you started thinking about his life. And you started thinking, you know what? You know, if I start eating grape nuts, maybe I'll have an impossibly white robe. And I'll come out and I'll actually have pigment in my skin. You know, nice full head of hair. And I'll walk out on my deck barefoot. You know? Looking like I got all the money in the world. I got all the answers, confidence, hell, and I even have time to cut up fruit in my cereal. I want that life. You know, and here it is years later. To this day, you know, I'm still eating grape nuts. Sure, I never got the pigment. Yeah, I lost the hair. You know, had some structural damage to my house, you know, but I have time to cut up some fruit, man. My life. Um, sorry. Anyways, uh, 
Yeah, so your blood doesn't thin out. It doesn't thin out. You just know what it's like to experience an 85-degree day in fucking February. And then you go back, you're just like, what, what the... F-? You know what it's like? It's like, you ever see a rich person have to stand in line? <laughs> it's the combination of frustration and confusion. It's more confusion than frustration. It's more like, wait, I, I, I don't wait. I, I got money. Like, who, who, here, here, who wants this? Who do I give this to so I can go around this? I don't want to be with these animals. These are the people that make my dreams come true. They show up at my factory. All right? They put the fucking, the nut and bolt in the widget that I bought off of somebody else. They came in with the design. They didn't have any money. I made them sign a piece of paper where I own the patent to their idea. I go around all this. Right? Rich guy thoughts. And then there's just that confusion of like, why am I, I don't do this anymore. That's what West Coast people who've lived on the East Coast, then when they go back East, you know, when we parrot troop into fucking winter, that's, that's what we think. Like, I don't do this anymore. These chap-faced fucking animals back here, I'm not fucking doing this, shoveling wet snow, stretching out your back, you know, all excited because you got a new snowblower. You know, that's your winner. That's for you. I, I, I go around that, man. I don't do that shit. I, I'm out of my back porch. In a bathrobe, eat some great nuts. That's how I'm doing it. Dude, my fucking dog is laying on his bed right now, okay? It's like from the neck down, it's on the bed. And then like its head is hanging off of the bed onto the hardwood floor. I mean, it looks literally like it got hit by a tranquilizer. All right, and you know what I did with the dog today? This is why she's so exhausted after at least 11 hours sleep last night. The fucking thing goes to bed at like 7 at night. It's hilarious. Like whenever I'm watching the game and I'm just sitting there, she's like over in the corner, just curled up in a ball, sound asleep. Okay, which is why now for I can't get her off this clock here. She keeps, I don't know how to keep her up, you know? Because she keeps waking me up at like 5.30, quarter to 6 in the morning. It's driving me nuts. So anyways, so now, after 11 hours of sleeping, I, all I did was I took it around the block. That's it. She, she looks like she ran a marathon. I don't fucking know. I, I don't understand why they're so goddamn sleepy all the time. I've never, I mean, I've had dogs my whole life. I've never seen a dog sleep the way this fucking thing sleeps. Then it gets up at 5.30 in the morning like a goddamn drill sergeant. The only thing it's missing is, you know, remember in Full Metal Jacket when the, the guy came walking in and he was beating the billy club against the empty trash can? That's basically what she does to me every morning, except it's way more adorable. I'll be like sound asleep, and then I'll, I'm, I'm woken up to a cold nose doing that, that fucking psycho way they sniff it. <laughs> does that shit. <laughs> that fucking... Her paintbrush tongue. And I'm like, Bleh! that's how I wake up every morning. I'm one of those people, once you wake me up, it's fucking over. All right? Just just to let you know, in case you're ever sleeping next to me. You know, keep it quiet. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, as I mentioned on the Thursday uh, afternoon podcast, just before Friday, um, uh, that I was going to the uh, the Warriors game. Warriors. Um, I was going to the Warriors uh, Clippers game, and I was taking uh, the lovely Nia, and because uh, I wanted to go see Steph Curry in his prime, 
You know, you got to see them when they're young, before they get the first major injury or before they just get old and remind you that you're going to die someday. You know, you don't need to see that. But doing that, you know, I saw Michael Jordan back when he had hair. I see him early. All right. When he was still skinny and the Pistons were beating the shit out of him. And he was dropping 60 on the Celtics. I saw him then. He was probably, I saw him when he was, they were probably, I think it was right before the Jordan 3s came out. It was probably the second pair. By the way, for the record, when the first Air, Air Jordans came out, I thought they were the ugliest fucking things I had ever seen in the, in the red and black uh, Bulls colors. I thought they were the ugliest fucking things I'd ever seen. And by the way, Celtics fans, how much more likable is Pau Gasol now that he's not on the Lakers? I don't know what it is. My hatred of the Lakers really just made me hate that guy way more than I needed to. Um, anyway, so we go down to the game, and I'm, um, yeah, I'm like ridiculously excited. Like I'm seeing one of the great NBA teams of all time, and I'm seeing arguably the greatest shooter. This early in his career, you can actually make that argument. This is this guy is the greatest uh, shooter in NBA history. And in my lifetime, I've watched Andrew Tony, Larry Legend, Reggie Miller, and I, I, I even throw Kobe Bryant in there. I never saw a guy have two people hanging on him out by the three-point line and just with his back to the fucking hoop and he still somehow gets it in, you know? God knows he's not looking for the open man trying to beat the double team. Why would you do that? <laughs> anyways so i go there i get on StubHub, right i fucking pay through the nose you know what i mean fuck it pay through the nose i get a six row behind uh not behind the bench but almost behind the warriors bench but whatever the fucking table where all the announcers are and shit I'm, i'm like somewhere in there Six rows back. And one of the great things is when you go to an NBA game is like if you're six rows deep, you can like literally hear them calling for the ball. You know, if, if like if the coach, if Kerr, Steve Kerr, if he fucking cursed at the ref, like, oh, what the fuck? And he gets teed up. I know what he said. All right. That's what I paid for. That's why I went on StubHub and I said, fuck it. Huh? You want a wheelbarrow full of cash? Here you go. I'm not fucking sitting all the way. The Staples Center is the fucking worst. You, you got to sit down low or else it's like they got this, this brownstone of uh, corporate boxes, three deckers, three, three fucking levels of them all the way around. It's like a moat between the fucking haves and the have-nots. And then all the real fans, they're up by the fucking air-conditioned ducks. So it's like, that's what's the option. I was either way the fuck up there or pay through the nose. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to pay through the nose, right? So, and I'm going to get there. I'm going to hear him talk. And I'm going to watch one of the great shooters of all fucking time. And I get there, dude. And I I know during all of this, I'm going to sound like a grumpy old man. But what the fuck happened to to, to going to an NBA game? Dude, they, they didn't, there wasn't one moment of silence. The entire fucking game. They even play music when the fucking game's going on. I didn't hear one sneaker squeak. I heard a couple of, yo, yo, call for the ball. That was it. I heard nothing. Because the entire fucking time the game's going on, some fucking douche is playing, everybody clap your hands. The whole, they played that fucking 50 fucking times. First of all, I walk into the fucking building, right? And I'm all excited. Where's my seats? I paid through the nose. Here we go. Right? It's like when you go on vacation. And use all your fucking miles. We're sitting up in the front of the plane. Woo! You can't fucking wait to get on a plane. 
Where's my big comfy fucking seat that I fucking paid for, right? That's the level of excitement I had. And I go in there. And I'm coming down to the seats. And first of all, there's some DJ guy. There's always a fucking DJ. You can't even buy a pair of fucking pants now. You walk into a store, there's a fucking, some sad looking DJ there. Just sitting there, you know, with his bad posture. You know, some hack DJ just fucking playing music. I love too with like curse words in it too. Like you're in like a place of business. You know? Cause I'm fucking you tonight. Right? It's... <laughs> They're playing like Biggie and shit, right? So, um, anyways, this is fucking DJ. And he's, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Every five seconds, make some noise. People at section 300, and you can hear me, make some noise. And everybody's like, ah. the game hasn't even started. What the fuck are we cheering? Huh? Are you getting us hyped for the game, you fucking dope? We're about ready to see the Clippers and the Warriors. The Warriors got five losses. This is like watching the 96 Bulls, the tear that they're on. I don't need you and your Richie Cunningham varsity fucking Clippers jacket out there screaming and fucking yelling. Oh, it gets worse. I might blow a fucking, <laughs> I might have an aneurysm on this one. So I'm walking down going, oh my God, how, how long is this guy going to be yelling at us? And meanwhile, meanwhile, by the way, meanwhile, you know, the Clippers are out shooting around and the Warriors are about ready to take the court. I'm going to get to watch Steph Curry fucking hit like 18 three-pointers in a row. You know, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. Okay? I don't need make some noise. I don't need that shit, right? But, uh, you know, it's a new day. It's a new generation. It's their time. I'm just a grumpy old man, right? So I get down on my seat that I paid through the fucking nose for. Right on the fucking aisle, and what looks to be, it looks like Steph Curry's mouth guard that he's constantly fucking chewing on, right? And it's like this bracelet, and I didn't didn't know what it was. It looked like a fucking, it looked like one of those things they stick in the bottom of a men's urinal, right? A urinal cake, except you could stick your fucking, you could put it on your wrist. So it's taped to the back of my seat, so I immediately just flip the fucking thing over the other side of my seat, okay? Immediately. I'm not participating. All right, total contrarian, cunty fucking stand-up loner comic. I'm not being part of the group immediately, right? And I'll take that. I'll take 40% of the blame of the rest of this fucking whining shit. All right, but the other 60%, I'm fucking right. So I fucking flipped that thing over, and the fucking DJ guy with the Richie Cunningham varsity Clippers jacket is down there, and he's, he's like, everybody hold up your fucking uh, urinal cakes. And when you hold it up, don't forget to make some noise. Everybody clap your hands. Dude, this is all going on, right? Insanity. Oh, and by the way, there's a bunch of fucking, you know, like, I swear to God. What's that? Who's that fucking guy who does the, uh, he sells the nice, comfortable T-shirts. But for some reason, he shoots like 12-year-old girls in like sexual positions. The fuck is the name of that company? It's not Amber Combrey and Fitch. They were into like fucking, wasn't it like uh, white supremacist Kennedy children? I can't, I, you know, they, it all blends together. It begins with an A. That's all I know. So they got these fucking like preteens, it looks like, coming down, you know, dressed like prostitutes and fucking like a, a B Hollywood movie, right? You know, or like the ones in uh, Pretty Woman. 
You know, the only exciting part of that was when he was looking for a hooker and then he runs into that fucking, you know, molar show and fucking champ there, right? I always hated when he fucking closed it shut. She goes, <laughs> fucking laughing all those fucking teeth. Jesus Christ. Ah. I swear to God, that clip right there was why I never dropped acid. Because if I ever ran into a woman like that and she did that, I swear to God, <laughs> I don't know what would happen. I think my fucking head would explode. So anyways, Jesus Christ, I haven't got to the start of the fucking game yet. So much just fucking bugged me. So they're doing dance routines, all this shit. So in the meantime, the fucking warriors take the court and everybody boos him and everything. And I'm just literally going like, oh, my God, there he is. There he is. Here he goes. And he starts hitting fucking threes. And the second he does, every fucking jerk off in the fucking building, right? Who wasn't making some noise came running down the fucking aisle. Everybody with their cell phone cameras out, taking fucking video, standing up in front of me. Here I am, paying through the nose for my seats. I have to, I'm in the sixth row. I got to stand up to watch a shoot around. What are you filming it for? The fuck are you filming? Can't you just fucking just sit there and watch it? I saw Larry Bird do a shoot around in 1986. I still remember. I got the video right in my fucking head. These fucking dopes. All these fucking YOLO douches come down, right, with their fucking phones. So I'm just going, oh, God, here we go. You know, Bill, yeah, you know, you're the old guy now. This is, this is how the youngsters do it. This is how they fucking do it, right? So mercifully, people finally end up sitting down. It's the end of the goddamn shoot around, and we're getting ready to start the game, right? And I'm thinking, like, okay, finally, this fucking, this, this, this seizure of shit, of tumblers and hoochies and fucking screaming and yelling and making noise and, and bracelets fucking blinking is going to end and I can watch the fucking game, right? There's no way this horse shit goes on during the game. There's no fucking way. And evidently, it's okay that they, they play music through the whole fucking thing. I'm watching Steph Curry bringing the ball up and I'm listening to Drake. You used to call me on my cell phone. You used to, you used to. Everybody clap your hands. Make some noise, right? Fucking, <laughs> I can barely hear the speakers squeaking. Dude, the NBA used to be the greatest fucking game. If you sat down low to see the game live, there's, there's no, it's not like hockey where you're behind the fucking glass. You know, it's almost like it's soundproof. And even that's still amazing to be down that close. But still, there's like this barrier. You fucking sit right down on the court, and they're right there. The fucking ball could bounce into your lap. It was insane. And, and you know, look, like I said, I'll take 40% of this, that uh, this is just me being a grumpy old man, okay? You got to keep, the game has to keep evolving. These kids are growing up with DJs. People are asking them to make noise, and they like to make noise. This is what their fucking generation does. Fine, fine. But can, can you just dial it back a little bit? Every time there was a timeout, all of a sudden there was all these fucking people running out. And by the way, the kids out there, they have a kid dance team. Can you have them do a fucking kid dance? You know what I mean? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Half those fucking moves I've seen in a titty bar. And I'm a fucking looking at an eight-year-old. Everybody clap your hands. The whole fucking thing was insane. And... um so, anyways, and what one of the funny things was, I'm sitting there with Nia, right? And, you know, 
she's a great person. She's not a grumpy person. So she's just enjoying all of it. She's taking it in. She's enjoying the game, you know. And when all of a sudden they started like, I swear to God, in like little parachutes, they dropped down um, gift certificates to something that evidently we couldn't afford. I don't know what it was. I can't even know what the fuck it was. And everybody's jumping up, like leaping up, trying to catch these things. Like it's, you know, the end of the Vietnam War. And this is a ticket to get on the last chopper out of there, right? Oh, and the, the fucking T-shirts, all of this shit. I hate when they sit there and they got one T-shirt left and they start looking at the section, whatever section can make the most noise. And just watching people like a fucking dog begging for a treat. For a free fucking Clippers, a Clippers t-shirt. This isn't even a Lakers t-shirt. This is a Clippers t-shirt. Just watching all of those people taking all of their self-esteem, all every shred of integrity, and jumping up and down over a fucking eight-year-old to get a free t-shirt. I, I, I don't know. So anyways, so Nia points out there's some guy sitting in the front row that she follows on... Uh, Snapchat, I believe it's called. I keep calling it Instagram. Snapchat. And he's this dude who just goes, yo, they don't want you to fucking blah, 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 blah. And he's always doing whatever they say he can't do. And she goes, look at him. He's down there. He's right there. Oh, look, he's making a Snapchat video. She's watching the guy make the Snapchat video. And then she takes out her cell phone. And two seconds later, she watches the thing. And I'm watching the guy down there and and doing a snapchat i just watched the guy film it now i'm watching it on her phone and by the way in the meantime steph curry is going up and down the fire everybody clap your hands right i got add i don't need all of that shit so anyways as if that isn't bad enough as if i haven't been going on and on you know needing a, a, an entire fucking box of tampons at this point how much i'm bitching at least i even though i can't hear it even though there's going to be somebody standing up in front of me, even though they're shooting T-shirts at me, telling me to make some noise and clap my fucking hands like I don't know where I'm at. Okay? Helen Keller should get, like, this level of fucking direction if she goes, oh, she's dead. Whatever. Anyways, Steph Steph Curry goes out there, immediately gets a foul. I'll give it to you. It was a foul. All right? Three minutes later, they call some ticky-tack horse shit on the guy. He's got two fouls in the first quarter. Now they sit him down. And old fucking Freddie Stubhop is sitting there going, Dude, what the fuck? This is the guy I paid to see. Everybody yo-yos to, yo-yos to, make some noise. And I'm, just, I'm fucking beside myself. Fucking beside myself going, this is why... I fucking hate this. This is why this is why these games get fixed. This is why the NBA is fucking fixed because this is the only sport of the four major sports that the goddamn fucking referee can take the best guy out of the game. Just give him two quick ones in the first quarter. Can you imagine if you went to go to a football game, right? Oh, Freddie Stubhub. I'm going to see fucking I'm going to see Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning the last time. I'm going to that fucking Broncos fucking Patriots playoff game. And whatever. Tom Brady gets two quick ones for intentional grounding or some shit. And next thing you know, he's standing on the sideline and the fucking backup quarterback's in there. You're just standing there like, dude, are you fucking serious? The guy spent like the whole first half on the fucking bench. It was brutal. And the refs were calling fucking everything, teeing everybody up. And I actually, the only cool part about sitting down low that I saw was at one point 
is it Steve Kerr? Is that his first name? He fucking looks over at Doc Rivers and they he gives Doc Rivers a like, dude, you fucking believe this shit? And Doc looks back at him like, yeah, what the fuck? Like sharing this moment just as coaches. Like, what the fuck are these refs doing? So I don't know what happened at halftime. If somebody called him up and said, hey, man, this is like one of the best games of the weekend. You're fucking this up. All right. Put your goddamn whistle away. In the second half, they let him play. And it was it was it was beautiful. It's a fucking amazing game, despite the fact all of that shit was going on. Um, I know, I know. I went on and on. I probably went on too long. I understand. But, like, you know, it, it's it's such a great game. And, uh, you know, I kept thinking about, Neo always watches all, like, those fucking, uh, you know, reality shows and stylish shows and all that shit. And, uh, you know, when they trash people for what they're wearing, if somebody comes out and they'd be like, oh, honey, too many accessories. You need to take a couple of things off and just go out like that. You know, if they have like like too many fucking bracelets and then the fucking, I don't know, a hat and a scarf, just too many accessories. And they go, you just take a couple of things off before you go out into the world. You know, be more Parisian. Don't be Tampa, Florida. OK, I don't know why I said Tampa. I just want to think of no class. I just think of northern Florida. Yeah, I just said that. Are you offended? Well, why don't you look out your fucking window past the crocodile over your truck with the steel balls hanging off the back of it? <laughs> I'm fucking with you, Florida. Come on, man. You can't be all bad if Walt Disney decided to put his world there. Um, that's what I feel like at those basketball games. They just, just dial it back a little bit, okay? Could the booty dancers be maybe, you know, could they at least be in junior high? Could, could that happen? That, that could be nice, you know? Um, could you play everybody claps their hands maybe just 18 fucking times during the game? You know, if somebody pays through the fucking nose to get sixth fucking row, could I, could I at least hear the sneakers squeaking? They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. You know what they should have done at the end of the game? You know, like, you know that when you go to the joke shop and you just open the thing up and all the snakes would come flying out? That's what they should have done to the whole crowd. Just give them a fucking facial of fucking T-shirts. and You know, I got to be honest with you. Even for me, that was extra cunty. Um, but once again, dude, I always stay to the end of the game. I don't know why people leave. And um, the Warriors were up by like fucking 12, 15 points or something. I think it was, no, wait, there was a nine, they were up by 11, they were up by like 15 points, and they, they cut it to 11, and people are leaving because there's only like a minute and a half left, and everybody's like, well, fuck this, got to beat the traffic, which is understandable in LA, and everybody starts leaving, and I'm psyched because it's getting quiet, and I can finally hear these guys out on the court, right? And um, so the Clippers bring the ball up. And they and this is like they've taken all the stars around the game at this point. They just got the bench in for both teams. What the fuck? Even they're saying this game's over. Clippers bring it up. They hit a three, right? So now it's like a fucking eight point game. Warriors, whatever. They inbound the ball. Clippers steal it. Run to the three point line. A la fucking Reggie Miller. Boom! Hit another three. Now it's a five point game. Now the people left are like, oh shit, the fuck? And the Warriors are like, okay, settle down, settle down, get it past half court. They get it past half court. Fucking Clippers steal it again. Go to the three point line. Boom! Hit another one. It's a two point game. And the crowd's going crazy. The people who are left are going fucking crazy. This is what I wanted. 
Now all of a sudden, they're fucking putting all the A-listers are coming back in to save the fucking day. Chris Paul's back out there, fucking Steph Curry, the whole fucking thing. The Warriors bring the ball back up again. They somehow lose the ball. Three, two, the Clipper guy's bringing it down. He jumps up in the air looking for somebody to pass it to. And then sees like, oh, fuck, there's not enough time yet. And then launches an attempt that it looked like they brought me out on the fucking court. And it felt like uh, way short. It was just the wrong guy with the ball at the end of the fight. I don't know who the fuck it was, but uh, even Nia looked at me. She just goes like, what? what? What was that? I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. And then that was the end of the game. And then they were like, thanks for coming out. Make some noise. Um, but anyways, at the end of the day, I, I feel like I saw Steph Curry. <laughs> I got to give it up to the Warriors, though, man. Like, just watching the watching them, the way they move with the ball around and all of that. And even with, you know, their star on the bench, man. There was a Thompson. I don't, I don't know shit about hoop, as you can tell. Thompson, that guy was fucking killing him. And then they got this other dude. They had, like, backup center or something. This guy is a fucking house. He looks like a defensive lineman if, you know... You put six inches on him, and he had one dunk during the game. I can't believe he didn't fucking yank the whole rim down. It was fucking hilarious. He got ahead of steam, and everybody just got the fuck out of the way. Um, and if only they weren't playing Drake during the time when it happened, man. I could actually could have heard that fucking earth-shattering dunk. It was literally 30 feet away. I couldn't even hear it. <sighs> All right. I'm done. Okay, I just had to vent. I'm sorry, guys. I just, you know, just had a rough time. All right, let me fucking... I've been talking so much, I've gone into screensaver. I can never remember the fucking password. Yeah, you know what it is? I can't talk and do this at the same time. These stupid fucking capital letters. Come on, one time, one time. Then the 52 fucking numbers that come at the end. And, of course, it's wrong. Why would it be right? Do I literally have to hit pause? Hang on. Hang in there with me. Oh, when he gets it. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to some of the, uh, the advertising here for this week. Uh, dude, that was literally like a 30-minute fucking bitch fest. I literally should pay for brunch right now. Thanks for listening, guys. I feel so much better. Ah, thank God that's over. Thank God it's over. I don't like it. I don't like reading out loud. I'll admit it. Um, all right, let's continue on here with the fucking bitch fest that, is, that this podcast has become this week. Um, by the way, the fucking Boston Bruins, you know, had a boring game against the Predators, lost two to nothing. And then we uh, we went down three to one against the great Dallas Stars team. One of my favorite fucking teams to watch. That's the team I'm rooting for out in the West, even though I still love the Blackhawks and the Kings. And I know what you're thinking, hockey fans. How the fuck can you like the Blackhawks and the Kings? They're rivals. It's because I'm, I'm in the Eastern Conference. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit that you guys hate each other or respect both your franchises. All right? Excuse me for liking what you're doing in both teams. Um, but I like the Dallas Stars because... Uh, I don't know. I just, I just, um, you know, they're, they're, they're the upstarts. It's always been Kings and Blackhawks, so you got to go for the underdog, right? And uh, I don't know. I just like watching them play. So anyways, why do I feel so defensive right now? I just enjoy watching them play. So they go up three to one. I'm like, all right, this sucks. I'm going to watch my team get their ass kicked, but at least I get to watch uh, 
I get you, I get to watch the stars. But uh, that was it. And I bet all you fucking uh, cowboy fans watching uh, hockey, I can get into this, man. They're up three to one. That's four goals in one fucking period. It's called a period, right? Yeah, I'm enjoying this, man. I'm really enjoying this. And then that was it. They got the old right there, Fred. Right there, Fred. From fucking the Bruins. A little cold lotion for you fucking cowboys. Bruins went on and scored six unanswered goals. Brad Marchand, Marchand, however the fuck you're supposed to pronounce it, they switched it halfway through. Um, scored goal number 29 and 30. I thought he had 29 goals the other day, but he's got, he scored 29 and 30. So he's never scored 30 goals. Um, that's good, man. We haven't had like a big goal scorer in a long fucking time. I'm hoping he scores 50. Obviously, he's not, I don't think he's going to make it to there, but he's, he could get 40. I'm trying to think the last time, who was the last Bruin to score 40 goals? Since I've been getting the, uh, you know, I'm going to look that up right now. My my only guess that I could make would be Cam Neely because there was like a five-year period. I barely watched a Bruins game because I was just, I barely watched any sports because I was sleeping on a futon and I was rapidly approaching my mid-30s and I had to get some shit going in my career here. All right. Uh, last Bruin to score. 40 goals. It, you know something? It just came up before I even typed it out. Is this fucking thing listening to me now? These things are so creepy. All right, who was the last Bruin to, Bruin to score 40 goals in a season? I'm going to say Cam Neely. That's the last one I remember. When was the last time the Bruins won the Cup? 2011, we know that. Who scored the most on goals? Why are the Bruins named the Bruins? They're named after a bear. Oh, fuck you. They don't even, uh, sorry about the audio there. They don't even have the fucking Jerome McGillna, the next 40. No. List of players with 50 goals, Boston Bruins. Yeah, it's not even here. All right, some fucking NHL nerd. If you could fucking answer that one for me. Um, Joe Thornton? I don't fucking know. Anyways, uh, all right. Let's get on with the uh, let's get on with the questions here. Oh, by the way, fucking Donald Trump is this guy's crushing it. He just said that he he feels it's going to be him and Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders doesn't have a chance, and Hillary will make it unless she gets indicted. Dude, he that guy is so fucking brilliant. He just told everybody that this is what's going to happen. And the amount of dopes after watching people diving over each other for free T-shirts, they're just going to listen to him, and then that's what's going to happen. And then he fucking throws a little fucking, uh, you know, a little fucking, whatever, pipe to the knee of Hillary going, unless she gets indicted, which gets that shit storm going again. Will Hillary Clinton get indicted? I have to tell you, if those are going to be our two choices, this is, it, it has to be a low point in this country. You know what I mean? When we have the star of a reality show on one side, and then the filthy fucking Clintons. Oh, my God. And it's not even Bill Clinton. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just fucking unbelievable. It's like you're literally, like I said, you, you, why would you hire the plumber's wife to come over and fix your sink? I, I, I don't understand politics. I don't get how you can just start at such a high fucking level with no goddamn experience. Like, how do you just start as a senator? You know? Or that fucking the mayor in New York there, Bloomberg. I got a billion dollars. Yeah, I want to run this city now. Yeah, get those cars out of there. I'm going to put some chairs down. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? 
How come you don't have to start in the mailroom? You know, you don't have to start off as like an open mic or like a comedian. Well, I was married to a president, so now I'd like to be senator. Ah! Shut up. Oh, God, listen to that fucking voice. Listen to that voice or look to that... Uh, Donald Trump with that fucking wigwam. Be a man and just shave your head, you know? All right, two reads for this week. Oh, no, I already got past this. Let's get into the... Uh, <laughs> Let's get into the questions here for this week. Let's try to fucking calm me down. Um, you know what's funny is to listen to this podcast, you wouldn't realize what a fucking great mood I'm in. Uh, I'm actually uh, in a, I'm in a great mood. This is what I sound like when I'm in a great mood, believe it or not. And I still had a great time at the fucking game. All right, just so you know that. Okay. All right. All all things comedy announcement. All right. This is not happening. Returns to Comedy Central Tuesday night, Friday. Uh, February 23rd at 12.30 after midnight. This season features long-form storytelling from all things comics. Al Madrigal, uh, Christina Prasinski, and Steve Simone, and Felipe Esparza. So check that out on, uh, what did I say, February 23rd. Oh, that's tomorrow night. Unless you're listening to this in the future and then you missed it. Um, This is not happening, all right? All right. Now, this is happening. I'm reading a question here. All right. This guy, well, you know, this, this guy had a bunch of shit, so I, I edited the whole thing. Here's his question. He says, I'm 35 years old and still living with my father. Pathetic, I know. Believe me, it's not by choice. I've, I'm finally recovering from Lyme's disease, which sucked away 10 years of my life, and I will have my student loans paid off in a couple of months, months which also sucked away 10 years of my life. Jesus Christ, dude. Coming with the misery here. In a couple of months, my father is selling the house that we currently live in and moving into a cheaper fixer-upper so he can be mortgage-free. I love that. It's a great idea, provided you know how to fix it up. Um, speaking of which, I got all, all the door, the last two interior door locks are going to work. I got a skeleton key for all of them. I'm so ridiculously excited. And for the life of me, I can't find anyone else who gives a shit. I've had people over the house, and I go, look at this. Isn't this great? And they're like, yeah. Why would you want to lock doors in your house? <laughs> you know who loved it? My mother-in-law. She came over, and she, she freaked. She was just like, oh, my God. She goes, that is so cool. She totally got it. And that, that made it worth it right there. So anyways, let me, uh, let me continue on. Um, he goes, so anyways, yeah, I paid off his student loans. He goes, I can, so my, here, here's the choice I have to make. I can either live with my dad even longer than I already have and be rent-free in this fixer-upper so that I can save up money and get my own place, or I can rent a shitty apartment and burn a grand a month, which would clearly be better spent on a new house. If I was in my 20s or early 30s, I might be a little more open to the idea of renting, which I did in college. The upside of renting an apartment is having a little more confidence and integrity when I'm out on a date, knowing that we can retreat back to my own place instead of my parents' house. Well, dude, why don't you just hit him with the Lyme disease fucking story? You know? And just tell him, yeah, I'm living at home because I'm not dropping a grand. I'm going to be buying a house. As As long as you have a game plan. Women will fucking, they'll, they'll, they'll ride it. They'll ride it out with you for a little bit. If you're like saying, listen, yeah, I, I had Lyme disease for 10 fucking years. And uh, I finally got over it. And I had to move back in with my dad. And that's brutal right there. 
had to move it back in with my dad. You almost want to have that part of a whole f- another arena run on sentence. You just got to plow right through that. Had to move back home with my dad, but um, I'm on a. Uh, how the fuck do you got to say? You got to say, I moved back home with my dad, but I, I almost have enough money for a down payment on a house. So I'm not throwing a thousand dollars. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a, I'll tell you, it's a rough one, you know? Um, yeah, you know what? Fuck these fucking. Fuck them. Fuck them. Just tell them what you're doing. Yeah, I'm living at home because I'm saving up to buy a house. Yeah, I am 35. Just own it. Yeah. Listen, I have my own back entrance into the house. My dad won't see. <laughs> Anyways, let's plow ahead. If I was in my 20s or early 30s, I might be a little more open to the idea of renting, which I did in college. Sorry, I already read that. The upside of renting an apartment is having a little more. Ah, Jesus Christ, Bill. Um, all right. It's also the freedom of coming home to a quiet house and knowing that my goddamn food will still be in the refrigerator when I get home. My brother is also still living at home. He suffers from migraines. Um, dude, what the fuck? Where do you, what do you live near? What sort of fucking, this sounds like one of those fucking movies where they're, you know, they're, you guys eating the, the lead paint in your house? Like what's going on here? Is that how you get Lyme disease? Where do you go on a fucking hike? Not wearing any shoes and you get bit by a tick. I can't remember. There's too many fucking diseases. Anyways, he goes, so should I get on with my life and start pissing money away on rent or should I stick it out a little longer and continue to live with with father so i can get my own fixer upper love the podcast thanks and go fuck yourself in the a with a d jk um all right i would uh look if you just have to stick it out a little longer who gives a fuck at this point you already did 10 years you know if 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 you can get yourself in a situation where you can actually own the place where you're living um I shouldn't say that. You're basically, you, you, instead of having a landlord, the bank's your landlord. You have a mortgage. Hey, people say, do you rent or do you own? I own. I own a house. We bought a house. Oh, yeah? Outright? No, no. We're making mortgage payments. All right, then you don't own it. Somebody owns you. Right? That's what happened. You used to be, you used to, you used to be in a situation where somebody owned you month to month. But at any point, you could just take off. You could leave the plantation. Okay, now you just signed up for 30 years with somebody fucking putting it in you every fucking month. So what I would say is I would stick it out a little bit longer with my dad and uh, I would buy a house where, you know, it's not one of those deals where you can just make the mortgage payment. You got to get into a situation where not only are you making the mortgage payment, but you can throw something at the principal, you know? You got to beat the fuck out of that and you got to beat the fuck out of it quick because they front end load all the interest, which to this day, I don't know why it's legal. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. The president only makes 400 grand a year. That, oh, I forget. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And bankers go out and have like $400,000 fucking, you know, I, I wouldn't even say Christmas parties. I mean, that's what they probably play uh, the outfield to come and play their daughter's 16th birthday. <laughs> There's no way they pay for them 400 grand. Green Day. You can get Green Day for 400 grand, right? Play a half hour in your backyard. That's a, that's a, that's a trio. It's $133,000 each. $134,000 for the lead singer because he's, he's playing all the guitar parts and singing. All right? I'm going to do a startup. I want Green Day to pay my, play my 48th birthday. All right, UK. 
United Kingdom. Dear Bill, when are you coming back to the UK? And are you watching any football, parentheses, soccer in between Bruins games? Nah, I've been just, I've been really fucking busy, so I haven't gotten to watch any of that. Uh, I saw a little bit the other day. I don't know, I was in some pub. I always watch it, man. When I, when, you know, if I get, if I stumble upon it, I will watch it. But um, I'm hoping to do a European tour um, towards the end of the summer. Maybe like in August. It'd be really interesting to go through Scandinavia, you know, when the sun's not going down at three in, three in the afternoon, which, to be honest with you, I actually think is pretty fucking cool, you know? Um, I got to admit, when I went to Iceland in December, that's the fucking time to go. Don't go in the summertime when every jerk-off is there. You go in the summertime when nobody wants to go. And then you go to that Blue Lagoon fucking spa, it's just that's naturally heated by the fucking volcanoes or whatever the fuck it is. It's it's incredible. It's fucking incredible. One of the uh, one of the coolest places I've ever been to. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be coming back, doing a big stand up tour, and I'm going to be adding some uh, Eastern European countries. Um. And I'm really excited about that. A buddy of mine just went to Germany. He was saying what a great time they had. And he was actually in a bar and uh, met somebody that knew what my stuff was or something, knew, knew some of my stand-up jokes or something. So I'm mostly German. So I would be excited to uh, to go back to the uh, to the motherland there. Um, speaking of which, I actually watched this documentary. My wife, Tate, was talking to the, the charisma of Adolf Hitler on uh, PBS and it was this fascinating thing how they talked about just what is charisma, you know, and they had this whole thing was saying how like Hitler could not had just no functioning relationships with anybody one on one, but he just crushed it in front of a crowd and how he would make them wait and all of that shit. It's fucking hilarious. Like he's waiting to start his speech. Everyone's cheering and he's just standing there until they're dead silent, you know. It reminded me one time of Nia took I took Nia to go see Erica Badu and she comes out and everyone wants her to sing and she spends the first five minutes just walking around lighting the incense. So I'm watching Hitler. She got oh, she got this from Hitler. It's the same fucking thing. Everybody's like, Oh, oh, we need to behave ourselves and then the performance will begin. But they had all these creepy fucking speeches that he was giving. He was doing this thing where he was going, there's a group of people among us who can basically live anywhere. They do business anywhere. It doesn't matter them to them. They live in Paris. Next month they'll live, they'll live in fucking Vienna. Then they'll live here and blah, 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 blah. With no ties to their whole land. He just keeps spoon feeding them. You know, he won't come out and say it. This group of people, because they have no attachment to Germany. You know, but blah, 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 blah. And then finally, somebody in the crowd goes, Judas! Yelled out, Jews. <laughs> and Hitler never addressed it. And then just kept going. It was, you have to see this. It is the creepiest Absolutely, absolutely the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And then, uh, but I would, I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I learned some things as far as performance in front of a crowd. I mean, you got to give it up. The guy was a beast. 
<laughs> I don't I don't even remotely agree with the guy's message, but Jesus Christ. The guy's going out in front of a crowd, you know, a Kevin Hart sized fucking crowd. And it doesn't say a fucking word. He doesn't. It's, it was the exact opposite of the Clippers game. Make some noise, right? Jesus Christ. Hitler's got to come back and start running the NBA. There, I said it. I said it. If he can just get past the fact that 99% of the players are African-American, I think he could do some great things for the league. I think he'd quiet it down. All right. Sorry. Anyways. So I will be going to Eastern Europe. That's what I was trying to say. Or, or Europe in general. The UK. There we go. All right. Apple Fives, the FBI. Dear Big Brother Billy, what are your thoughts on the battle between Apple and the FBI regarding hacking into the, the phones of the San Bernardino terrorists? Also, does the fact that the FBI has the phones for two months and can't get into them put a dent into any government overreach conspiracy theories? Uh... Now, he says the situation with Apple is FBI wants Apple to create an operating system that would allow for them to hack encryption on the phone. Uh, They would upload the system to the terrorist phone to allow them to unlock it. However, what? They would upload this system to the terrorist phone to allow them to unlock it. However... If Apple does this, the operating system can be used by the FBI and others to totally compromise any security on any iPhone in the future. Uh, the solution's simple. It's just like, just bring the phones to us and we'll hack into it. And whatever information you need on the phones, we'll do that for you. Yeah, once again, because of these terrorist cunts, what you're going to do is that you're going to allow all the, you know, these fucking lunatics at the top to take even more power and privacy away from you. And I could just... Simplest way to tell you this is just like, you know, the the amount of people out there can, that can actually handle power uh, is it's very rare. I mean, look in my business, okay? You see what happens, you know? Everybody's down to earth, everybody's cool, and all of a sudden you get your own sitcom, and next thing you know, you're banning people from the set, you're tipping shit over, and nobody's saying shit because you're making all this fucking money. You don't handle it well, right? Being like. Being like in the top levels of government and security, it's the same fucking thing. I don't think they handle it well. I think it's way too much freedom. And I'm sick of people saying shit like, well, hey, man, if you're not doing anything, then what are you worried about? I'm worried about the fact that, you know, just, you know, what human beings do. We're awful. We're fucking terrible people. We're we're terrible with the amount of access that we have now. You don't need to give people more access. And I don't feel like... You know, they keep just hiding behind this whole fucking thing of like, you know, well, we're just going to use it for the bad people. It's like, yeah, but you get to decide who the fuck's bad. That Snowden guy, he had to walk away. What they were building was like the fucking Batman movie. They spy on their own fucking people. They're lunatics. I don't know what they do. I always picture them just sitting there fucking. I don't know. Dude, do you know like that Snowden guy? He says when he stays in a fucking hotel room, he unplugs the phone because they have that speaker phone. Do you know that down at the front desk, they can turn it on and just listen to whatever you're doing in there? You know, fucking your lady talking to yourself, rubbing one out. Uh, whatever the fuck you're doing in the privacy of your own fucking hotel, they can just listen in on that shit. It's fucking, it's just the whole thing is creepy. And... um yeah, no, it's, it, I can't imagine, you know, what, by the time, you know, if I live 
you know, to be like 90, 100 years old like I would like to. Um, I want to see the fucking, I want to live in every fucking decade. You know, I want to get to the 60s again. I was born in 1968. I want to make it, you know. I just keep thinking shit like that. I want to make it, right? So um, I can't imagine like the lack of privacy that there'll be if, if you live that long. Just with like people with like drones and shit like that, like the cameras and just how like, I think in the future, right? They're gonna make, they're gonna have like these uh, like microchips, like misters, you know. And like somebody walks by, and somebody just hits you with a little mist, and all these little microchips go on you. And when you shower, like most of them come off, but like a few will still stick on you. And then your next door neighbor can just watch your whole fucking life. There'll be no more TV shows. We'll just be spying on each other. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's all fucking creepy. And I think that's way too much. I don't think the FBI needs to fucking do that. I think Apple should work with the FBI. And uh, if there's ever like somebody that they want to fucking check in on, you know, let them do it. Say I'm call them up. Um, Hang on one second. Hey, I'm finishing up my podcast. Let me call you back in five minutes. All right. Cool. Um, all right, let's get on to the next one. All right, gay friend. Hey, Bill, first off, thanks for the laughs. Well, you're welcome. I'm 30 years old and decided to go back to school two years ago to study chemistry. I'm an idiot like you, but with enough effort, anything is possible. Yep, I believe Kevin Garnett said that. Anything is possible! Um, during my first semester back, I befriended a gay guy. I am not gay myself, nor am I homophobic. I've also never had a gay friend. We have a lot in common, except for the fact that he likes to give and take it up the ass. Jesus Christ, dude. You could have said except that he likes gay sex. All right. I don't proofread these. I just stumble on the sentences. Here we go. During that first semester, (laughs) I started to get the feeling that he liked me. Uh, I started to get uncomfortable studying with him and stopped answering his phone calls for a few days. After those few days, I decided to call him and explain my concerns. I told him that I've never had a gay friend before. I think he's a cool guy, but I also explained that I'm getting the feeling that he thinks he might have a chance. Dude, that's you handled it perfectly. He goes, he laughed and he assured me that he wasn't hitting on me and knew I wasn't gay. He also told me that if he feel he if he if I feel he crosses a line to tell him, tell him. Okay, great. I said. I don't know, dude. He said he wasn't hitting on you. And then he's kind of like, yeah, but if I cross the line. Uh, the way I look at it, at the end of the day, it's a guy. All right. And guys think, you know, if you're talking to him, you want to hook up. Right. That's why women, you know, when they walk down the street, guys are like, smile, say hello. It's like, I can't or else you think I want to fuck you. And then I got to deal with that level of interaction. That's why I got to walk down the street with this Donald Trump look on my face, right? The same thing. I always feel, I feel that with like gay guys. You can't, you can't, you can only be so fucking nice or they're going to think they got a shot because they, they, they were born with a dick. That's what you, I, I told, I did a bit about that. Your dick's a dreamer. Your dick believes, man. It's fucking waving everybody around the third base. All right. Now I'm in my second year of school fourth semester and we have more of the same classes but not together over the winter break he called me and asked if i wanted to go to the bar with him and some other friends from school i happily said yes and drove to the bar after about two hours he asked me if i have any weed and if i'd smoke smoke him down 
Are we still talking about weed here? What are we doing? He, I said, sure, let's go to my truck and smoke a bowl. During this drunken stoner session, he proceeds to get... Ah, get out of that truck! Get out! Yeah, you got it. So, yeah. Listen, dude, you know what? Your gut was right. You called him on the shit, and he said that he wasn't, and I, t- I knew it with that fucking line. But if I ever cross the line, let me know. Dude, he was trying to wear you down. He was trying to hang in there long enough that you finally just said, you know what? Fuck it. Um, <laughs> so basically, okay. He proceeds to get worried. He goes, basically telling me that he knows I'm not gay, but I'm the kind of guy he likes, and I'm one of his best friends, and now his life sucks because he's gay. I just started laughing and saying, what the fuck? I'm too nice of a guy to say, get the fuck away from me. So I let him finish his thoughts. He was drunk and being emotional, too, which was annoying. He reminded me of my ex-girlfriend. I'm just glad he didn't start crying. Anyway, after what... after he was done, I said, that's great, but I'm not wired that way. Sorry. He kept going on and on, asking me if I'm sure there isn't any secret hidden desire buried deep within me. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's late at night. It's late at night. This guy, he's going all in. Uh, I explained to him that if I was doing the same thing to a girl that I had a crush on, I would be considered a creep and that the girl wouldn't want to hang out with me anymore. Dude, why are you writing me, man? You got all... You, you're handling all of this perfectly. Um, I already failed because the second he got weird in my truck, I would be like, get out, get out. Um, this was about two months ago, and I've ignored him since. He called me three times, and I ignored them. Two of the calls were in the middle of the night. Oh, Jesus, 1.30 and 2.30 a.m., which leads me to believe he was being drunk and emotional. Exactly. He goes, just like a 23-year-old girl. He goes, I don't see him at school anymore because I avoid him on purpose. My question to you is, am I doing the right thing? Yeah, you're totally doing the right thing. It's just because you're both guys and that because he's gay and he's like basically in the media, they're always considered victims. If there's any sort of so like you got to be more accepting. You know, at some point, if somebody's making you fucking uncomfortable and you fucking address it and they still cross the line. If that's something you're not comfortable with, yeah, fuck off. It's over. Beat it. You're fucking creeping me out. You know? Anyways, he goes, my question to you is, am I doing the right thing? I've never gone out of my way to avoid someone like this except for a girl after I break up with them. I have no desire to hang out with them anymore. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like a work friend you hang out with. But then one of you gets a different job and the two of you stop hanging out. I do feel bad, though, because... He has had a hard life. He's the classic gay guy who grew up in Texas and was harassed and is hated by his dad. It sucks, but it's not my problem. I used to listen to his problems and try to give him advice on life and happiness and be a good friend. But after that whole truck incident, I don't want to do that anymore. Thanks for the help. Hope you and the lovely Nia have a great day. Yeah, no, dude. You're, you're fucking... You handle it perfectly. You were never a jerk to the guy. You told him exactly how you were feeling. And at the end of the day... You had respect for yourself and your own boundaries, which he didn't. So fuck off, you know. Yeah, teach him a uh, you know teach him a lesson. Next time he has a straight friend, you know, just be be a friend. Don't get high going to his truck and try to fuck him. You know, it's pretty straightforward. All right, germaphobe. Bill the I can't I don't know leukocyte. What the fuck does that word? I gotta look that word up. Is that some fucking space shit? 
Is that a... Uh, I don't know what that means. I, I feel like half the podcast is laughing at me and the other half is pretend, pretending like they know what the fuck it means. Leukocytes. A colorless cell. <laughs> that circulates in the blood and bodily fluids and is involved in counteracting foreign substances and diseases. It's a, I'm a white cell. Dude, that's that. You didn't realize how fucking original that is? I hope I said the word right. Jesus Christ, that was fucking brilliant. My hat's off to you. And also ties in with germaphobe. You know, whenever you get sick, your white cell count goes up. Do you realize on how many fucking levels that insult is working? Jesus Christ, tip of the hat to you. All right, a few days ago, I was stretching in the gym with the girl I was dating. She picked up her phone from a bench, looked at the screen and said, God, my screen is so dirty, and then proceeded to use her tongue... To lick the phone screen and wipe it off with her sleeve. What the fuck? Gee, just when you thought getting high with your gay friend and he goes for your dick in your truck was the fucking weirdest, almost uncomfortable thing you were going to... Jesus. He goes, I dry heaved and she got mad at me claiming that she was a medical student and done things like that, doing things like that was good for for my immune system. Fucking med students always got to tell you they are med students. He goes, I couldn't get over it. I had to get away from her. Now it's in my psyche that maybe I am a germaphobe. When I use an ATM or debit card pin pad, I always have to wash my hand. Touching those things grosses me out. Am I a germaphobe? P.S. How many hands do you shake a day? Um, no, dude. Your girlfriend is a med student, but she's also gross. That's fucking disgusting. That's fucking disgusting. Period. Okay? There's so many other ways where you can... Exp- just Going to the fucking gym is enough. To keep your immune system up. You don't need to lick your phone, you fucking pig. Disgusting. That's fucking gross. All right? End of story. No, you're not a germaphobe. You're an intelligent human being that's, you know, you're just aware. Yeah, I don't like touching those fucking things. When I go to the airport, I got like, to get on that little shuttle bus thing. And they're like, hold on before the fucking thing starts. I always pull down the sleeve of my jacket. And I hold on to it like that. Yeah, I, I don't need fecal matter and mucus and jizz and God knows what else is fucking on that thing. All right? Gross. You're not a germaphobe. All right, how many hands do I shake a day? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes zero. Sometimes uh, if I do a... Sh- I, don't, I don't fucking know. I, I know, but I, I go and I wash my hands afterwards. And I don't touch my face after I do it, because I'm afraid I'm going to get pink eye. But uh, I don't shake a lot of hands. Um, but I will say, people love coming out of the bathroom and then being like, hey, Bill, and then shaking your hands. I, I, I really got to, in the moment, get better and be like, dude, no, you just came out. Come on, give me the elbow, dude. You just came out of the bathroom. I don't know you. I don't know if you're good at washing your hands. I want to know you like that. All right. Dilemma. Hey, Bill. Oh, that reminds me, a long time ago, I worked the uh, improv in Dallas, and I pissed off this fucking old, I think I pissed off this older Texan guy. Or maybe this was his weird idea of humor. He came up and shook my hand right at the end of the show. I said, hey, man, thanks for coming out. And he just goes, I just peed. 
And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm not going to do anything with my hand. My hand is, you could have your urine on it. It's fine. I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to shake a bunch of other hands now. (laughs) And they're going to have your pee on it. And then I'm going to wash my hands and it's going to be over. You know what I mean? You don't think you got, you just went into the bathroom. You don't have any idea what's on your fucking hands. Um, That's now on my hands. Yeah, we're all filthy. All right, dilemma. Hey, Bill, uh, so I'm in a bit of a tight situation. Me and some buddies were planning to take on taking a weekend trip down to Austin to attend a music festival. My ladies, grandma is getting married the same week, the same weekend as the concert. Obviously, I have to pick. My lady's grandma is getting married the same weekend as the concert. Obviously, I have to pick which event I'm going to attend. Your girlfriend's grandma is getting married? Well, when the fuck did grandma have her mother? When she was like 12? My girl, there's no choice here. This isn't a dilemma. This is like an an obvious. He goes, my girl left it completely up to me with no hard feelings attached, at least from her. I'm afraid of upsetting her family by not going to the wedding. Fuck that. Go to the fucking wedding. Look, if you're going to marry this girl, you have to establish early that you're not going to every stupid fucking function. You have to do that. He goes, but I should mention that my uh, my girl's grandma doesn't really care much for me, or so it seems. She tells my girlfriend that she should explore her options a bit while she's still young. Also, and I also have not been formally slash officially invited. My girlfriend and I have been dating for two years, so it's not like I'm a new boyfriend or anything. What should I do? I'd love to hear the lovely Nia's take as well if she's around. Unfortunately, she's not around. Um, Dude, fuck that. You go down with your friends and you go to the concert and you have a great fucking time, okay? And if this woman doesn't like you, at the end of the day, she's going to die soon. So who gives a fuck, okay? Who gives a shit? It's not like her mom doesn't like it. Then that's a problem because she's going to be around. And you're going to have kids, and she's going to fucking show up, and it's going to be a big fucking pain in the ass. Grandma gives a fuck, right? Should explore her options. Is she still running around single in her fucking 80s? You know? She's just projecting her own regret of that fucking oxen driver she married back in the 1920s, whatever the fuck she did. Yeah, go to the concert. It's not a dilemma, dude. Go to the concert. Just tell your girlfriend, say, you know what, I decided I'm going to go to the concert, have a good time at the wedding, and just fucking leave it at that. And if she gives you a rough time about it, don't bring up the fact that your gra- her grandma doesn't like you and blah, 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 because then she's going to try and fix it. No, you guys just need to spend more time together. Just tell her I would, just, I would rather go to the concert. You'd rather go to the concert than my own grandmother's wedding? Yes. And just leave it at that. If she gives you a ton of shit, just be like, listen, you know, if, if I invited you to something, you you know also had plans to go to a concert and you chose to do that, I, I wouldn't give you a rough time about it. I would want you to do what was going to make you happy. I would appreciate if you extend me the same courtesy. Yeah, see now I, I was going to say you fucking so so and so. Don't 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 do the last part. All right, Th- that's what I would do. All right, okay, there you go. All right, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Everybody, clap your heads. Um, thank you for listening. Um, and thank you to everybody that's uh. You know, coming out to the shows this weekend at Foxwoods, um, you know, I, uh, some people were, were talking about, you know, the ticket prices and everything. I can't control that people go on and buy some. These fucking, 
scalping ticket things, you know, the StubHub peoples of the fucking world. So I got to figure something out with that. I know Louis C.K. does something where he sells tickets, you know, on his own website. But my thing is like, well, then how do you stop them from just going to your website and buying up a bunch of tickets and, and sending the fucking price through the roof? Like, how, how do you do that? Because I don't want you guys getting fucked over. Um, but I can't tell you this. If you do go and you do pay through the nose, there won't be anybody screaming and yelling and shooting fucking T-shirts at you while I'm doing my dick and shit jokes. All right. OK, that's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves and I'll check it on Thursday. <laughs>